If I had a nickel for every time someone asked me about how low the bus is, I'd be able to buy a new sewing machine. If that doesn't make any sense, then keep listening as I address some of the issues of a lowered VW bus and I discuss what plans I have for a new sewing machine on this episode of Wilson the VW Bus. Welcome back to Wilson the VW Bus. I'm your host, Joe Masperi. And this is the story of Wilson, my 1967 pearl white type 2 split window tin top homebrew camper VW bus. April of 2022, I've now got a running, driving, and I guess braking vehicle, but I want to get some miles on it to make sure that Wilson's going to be reliable. So I start taking Wilson to work as my commuter, and even though it's only a three mile trip each way, it's all local town traffic with plenty of stops and starts and turns to see what still needs to be addressed. I thought that a good power wash was in order at the local coin-operated car wash, but before I headed over there, I stopped at the closest gas station to fill up. I immediately drew a few people in asking questions about the bus, and this one guy in particular said that back in Portugal, they would call VW buses Pão which translates to loaf of bread because its design resembles a baked bread in a mold. When I finally arrived at the car wash, and I found a 67 VW bug in the booth right next to me. The owner and I started talking about VWs for a while, and then as I pulled out of the wash bay, I scraped the steering box on the ground, ripping the bus horn wire clean off. I went home, and I thought I should probably see how low this bus was, and it ends up that the steering box is only about two and a half inches off the ground. Well, that's what you get when you flip the front spindles. If you look under the bus, besides your center pin, the steering box is the lowest forwardmost point on the bus. They won't appreciate or hold up against smashing it into the pavement for long. Now it comes back to me that when I bought Wilson from Dave, he mentioned that the steering wasn't lifted yet, and at the time, I really didn't get what he was saying. I take a piece of steel brake line and run the horn wire through it, acting like a metal sheath to protect the wire, and then reconnect it to the horn. I started doing my research about raising the steering box so that I do not destroy it, and I purchased a new 1.5 inch steering box raise kit from a company called Valley Auto Works Suspension, which is a small father and son air cooled Volkswagen shop in the corner of Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. They specialize in metalwork, rust repair, bodywork, complete suspensions, and minor mechanical work. And they spend most of their time over there on the welding table building suspension parts for these cars six days a week. Now, they've been building beams since 2004 and have this note almost all of their products on their web pages stating that, uh, in quotes, turnaround times do vary. They build everything in the same succession as orders were placed. They are not Amazon, so please don't expect your parts in two days. If you've got a deadline, please contact them at least a month in advance to be sure that they can get it done. Now, this steering box raise kit is made from laser-cut 8th-inch steel and includes a new brake pedal stop, and new inner nose panel support. Uh, it's basically a C-notch for the front driver's side frame rail where the steering box mounts to. The inch-and-a-half kit requires a small floor tub, which is also included in the kit. It's recommended to shorten the steering column down to retain the factory stock look and feel in the cabin. And when the race is done, the proper angle is there to retain the correct steering and column alignment. So it's not a straight-up move. This project will require some welding and fabrication, and you must remove the factory box section entirely and replace it with this new piece. 
the front four will also need to be, need to be clearanced for proper pitman arm movement. So I order the part, and in a few weeks it arrives, and I'm excited to get this last major fabrication started. It's really well made, with perfect welds, and it's worth the wait. So I begin, like I always do, with my research. I check a bunch of websites and YouTube videos, and I jack up the front of the bus and slide under there with a new part in hand. And ironically, this piece is a piece of the frame that the bus master cylinder bolts to, so I'm glad I didn't waste the time last month swapping out the master cylinder. It's all going to have to be taken out of there when I go put the new steering box raise kit in there. I noticed that all the videos of the guys doing this work seem to have their buses on a rotisserie, and the buses are all on their sides when they remove the steering box and columns out as one unit. Wait, you can't separate these two pieces and take them out individually? I may be wrong on this, but it does not appear as if I can do that, which means the bus either has to be laid on its side, and that's not possible for me to do, or I need to take it to my friend Chris at a service center and put the bus up on a lift for a few days and remove the steering box and column as one unit from below. I reach out to Chris and we discuss the options, and I'm going to be tying up his lift for at least two days, probably three, as it's going to take me some time to take off the steering wheel, remove the box and the column from below, pull the master cylinder, cut the frame, weld in the new lift kit, cut the column, and then reinstall everything without any issues. Yeah, like it's going to go that smoothly. All this work for a measly inch and a half raise of the steering box? I don't know, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze here in my opinion. And Chris and I talk about it and he agrees. I think I'm going to go for option number two, which is for me to fabricate a skid plate to protect the steering box. I've got some scrap pieces of uh, good plate steel hanging around the garage, so I cut them up and match them up to the cardboard template that I just whipped up and got ready to weld everything together on a Sunday morning. As my luck would have it... I ran out of argon CO2 gas for the MIG welder, and there isn't any place open on a Sunday. I know I've been in this predicament before. I talked to my buddy John King, who lives up the street, and he invites me over to use his MIG welder. He's working on his Harley-Davidson shovelhead trike today. I buzz the pieces together and bolt the new skid plate to the bus. Problem solved. I mean, the bus still scrapes the ground, but it scrapes the skid plate and not the steering box, so that's fine. I still have the lift kit for the steering box, and maybe I'll install it someday in the future, or maybe I'll just sell it. I feel like fabricating some more now that I have been welding all morning. I think I'm going to create some curtain rods for the rear windows. I've been looking online for the curtain rods, and all the used pieces are going for crazy money. For curtain rods? Really? I mean, the rods have this crazy S-bend, which, to be honest, didn't make any sense to me at first. But then I realized that the bends allow for the curtains to overlap for privacy. They're made from aluminum flat bars, and although the original VW part has a nice little decorative emboss in the center of the bar, I can purchase some bar stock for a fraction of the cost at the local hardware store, and 9 out of 10 people are never going to know the difference. I take a photo of the curtain rod that I found online, and I print it out to what I believe is the actual size. And I use that as a template to mark where all the bend points are to make an S-bend in the bar. I take a piece of scrap 2x4 and I trace this template that I've printed out uh, with the bend points onto it onto a piece of wood. And I drill some holes and install steel rods into the holes in the wood. Now I just slip the aluminum bar stock into the new curtain rod bending jig. And with a little heat from the propane torch and some light pressure... I have created all new VW bus curtain rods. 
As a note for anyone attempting this, be sure you have some new welding gloves on without any holes in the fingertips. Just because the metal isn't red anymore doesn't mean it's still not hot enough to burn you. Ask me how I know that one. Now that I have the new curtain rods made, I need to make some curtains. I see that So Fine, the company that I got the seats done from in Colorado, uh, well, they've got curtain rods available in their catalog and on a few other places online as well, but nothing seems to match the interior color that I have. I have my eye out for this new Singer heavy-duty sewing machine on eBay, and I'm going to try to make my own curtains for the bus. I also have some plans to create something and sew it together in the future, but that's a secret for now. I'll save that for another episode. I find a good deal on eBay, and got my brand new sewing machine, and then I headed out to the local fabric warehouse to see what color they might have to match the blue Westie plaid. I can't quite remember what the rules are when it comes to matching with plaid. Was it no plaids and stripes, or was it not two different plaids together, or no white after Labor Day? Oh, I, I don't know this stuff. I settle for a nice blue linen material that matches the blue color of the vinyl that's on the side of the front seats. So I measure it up and cut up enough curtain material for all the windows, including the rear window. Now, I have not touched a sewing machine since 8th grade home economics class in the early 1980s, but if I could do it then, how hard could it be, right? I set up the sewing machine, I thread it up, and I'm like, wait, what is this bobbin thing? Wait, there's, there's a pedal? I'm completely lost. So I break out the old YouTube, and I figure it out in a little while, and I start sewing up the curtains like a champ. I sew up a few little loops, and add some Velcro to tie the curtains back, and for now, I place a small magnet in the curtain tieback loop that holds the curtains to the bus doors, so they're manageable when you open and close the cargo doors. By the way, I also made up a lower curtain rod for the rear window so that when the hatch is up, the curtain stays attached to the hatch window and does not fall down in your face and block the opening of the rear. I've seen that on a lot of buses. I'm not even sure if that was an option back then, but it seemed like a necessity to me. The major interior work is all done now. All I have left to do is just some small decorating and trimming. And that's where we'll pick it up on this last episode of the first season, next time on Wilson, the VW Bus.